0: so that quickly was the introduction to this great city, and now we get to look into its external details. So we first do look at it from the outside, um, just as John would have first seen it on the outside, and then he moves inward in his description, um, and so we will do the same. And the first thing we are struck with is the magnificence of uh, of this great city. He says, first of all, that it had a great and high wall, with twelve gates, and at the twelve gates or at the gates, twelve angels, and names were written on them. That is, on the gates, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel. So you'll see here, I made a few notations by these. Uh, the city doesn't need a great high wall for protection. Uh, there is no enemy that is coming after these uh, these inhabitants of the city, and as we'll see. People can move freely in and out of the city. It doesn't need to protect itself from an enemy, um, but it does still give us the, uh, the understanding that this is a secure, strong, and beautiful um, city. So this probably does speak of our security within it. Um, in the garden, uh, there was the ability for one of God's uh, angels to fall and to come in as a tempter and to lead astray. Uh, humanity when they were not confirmed in the righteousness of Christ. And so where there was the ability to sin previously, there isn't now. Uh, But the garden was without a wall. And here we see a wall surrounding this city. Um, And I think from that we can understand that we are secure within it. Um, This is simply who God is. He he gathers in his people like a mother hen. Uh, He has secured us within his presence. Uh, The 12 gates, uh, as we'll see in verse 25, which I have here says in the daytime for there will be no night there, its gates will never be closed. So although there is a wall, this wall has gates going in and out of the city and those gates and although they have doors, uh, they never close. And so the city really isn't to keep anything out or to keep anything in, but they are there as a demonstration of God's strength and protection. Uh, Hebrews one thirteen, um, speaking of the angels here, it says to which the angels had uh, has he ever said to which of the angels has he ever said sit at my right hand until I make you your enemies a footstool for your feet are they not all ministering spirits sent out to render service for the sake of those who will inherit salvation so these angels that we see at the gates they're not also they're not to keep anything out or to protect the city. The city does not need protection. There is nothing out there to get them, uh, but they're also not just there for beauty. Angels have function and they, uh, they offer service to those who are saved. Uh, just as we ever will minister to God, these angels minister both to us and to God. So here there are 12 gates, um, and on these gates there are names written. Uh, these names, we are told, uh, are the 12 tribes of the sons of Israel. Here's an artist's depiction of what that might look like. There's a name ascribed onto this gate. Um, I don't know if that's what it's going to look like. She has it here in English and Hebrew. Um, I don't know, probably just Hebrew. Um, but we know uh, that these gates will all permanently and forever bear the the names of these 12 tribes of Israel. And so for all of eternity, they will be remembered as anyone passes in or out of this city. Uh, it also tells us where these gates are located. There's three on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. Uh, I I don't even really want to hazard a guess as to why he has east and then north and south and then west. I'm guessing. He's looking at it from the east, and then he sees the north and the south on either side, and then he knows the west is on the other side. If he can't see it, uh, perhaps he can see it. Some people try to, um uh, you no, know, there's lots of random and weird theories about why he goes out of order here. Um, I think it just is that there is no order to what he is giving us. He's just explaining what he's seeing. Uh, But the three gates on either side does make sense. It has historical precedent in scripture. Um, And this is just how Israel was uh, encamped around the tabernacle when God's presence was first given to Israel. Um, Again, everything here about the description of the city points towards God's presence dwelling among his people. Uh, In Numbers 2, we're told how they set up camp around the tabernacle after it was instituted under the law. The tabernacle was in the middle of the camp, surrounded by the Levites. Uh, We had uh, Aaron and Moses and the priests on the east side, and then we had the Kohathites and the Merorites on the north and the south, and then we had the Gershonites on the west. And on each side of this tabernacle, there were uh, three tribes. That were to encamp there so on the east we had judah issachar and zebulun on the north dan asher and naphtali on the south uh, gad simeon and reuben and on the west ephraim manasseh and benjamin Uh, so those are all the smallest ones there on the west picture of them all laid out here Uh, we've got uh, actually yeah this picture does help you see a little bit uh, it is set up in a cross pattern. Um, some people have read into that. This points forward towards the cross. I don't think that's illegitimate. It actually is um, set up so that the this uh, cross pattern has one long tail, where the three largest of the groups are set up um, on the uh, east, and then the three smallest are set up on the west, and then the three that equal each other are on either side, the north and the south. Um, so I think if there's any reason to how he's listing these out, uh, it may have to do with how this camp was set up. However, when this camp was, when they were told to set up in this way, um, it started with the east and then went to the north and then the west and then the south. Um, so it uh, it doesn't copy from uh, numbers. Uh, and that's why most people think that there's Or some people think that there is no connection in how he has listed them out. But again, the point is that God in his presence, when he manifested himself on earth for the first time since Eden, chose to do so uh, in the center of the camp of Israel. uh, And uh, they were all drawn closely to him by this and surrounded him in his presence, whereas here he is surrounding them in his presence so on the uh the wall of the city, it had twelve foundation stones as well, so now we've seen um, we've seen the gates of the city we're looking we've seen the wall of the city now we're looking at the twelve foundation stones which make up the base of the wall on them there were twelve names of the twelve apostles of the lamb so this is a different crowd than the twelve um, than the twelve leaders of the twelve tribes in uh, Hebrews, though, we're, we're told about the foundations of this city. Apparently, they're very important. Here in Hebrews eleven nine 9, it says, By faith uh, he, being Abraham, lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, who are fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. Uh, this is the New Jerusalem. And this is uh, the very, uh, well, the very heart of our expectation, which is to dwell in the very presence of God. And so these foundations make up the foundation of that city. Uh, the twelve apostles are distinguished clearly from the um, twelve, uh, the 12, 12 tribes of Israel. Uh, and I only say this because a lot of the commentaries do try to say that uh, this is a essentially the same thing usually it comes from some sort of replacement theology where they try to make um, the church now replace israel and so they'll say when they say the 12 tribes of israel they really mean the 12 apostles Um, and so this is just redundancy uh, but it's not here in matthew 19 28 we see jesus distinguish the apostles from the 12 tribes of israel when he tells the apostles Truly I say to you that you who have followed me in the regeneration when the son of man will sit on his glorious throne you also will sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel so he puts them over the 12 tribes but in Ephesians 2:19 he says so when you are no longer strangers and aliens but you are fellow citizens with the saints and are of God's household having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone. So this is uh, in Ephesians with uh, Paul's argument here that the dividing wall between Israel and the church has been taken down since the law has been finished in Christ. And so now they are able to come together in one new body, which is the church, not the church replacing the old body, but it is something brand new. um, And its foundation is the apostles and prophets. Uh, So this city is built in such a way to commemorate Um, how the church uh, was built, and we see a distinction in this city in the very way that it is built, a distinction between Israel and the church, but we see harmony and unity between them. They remain distinct, but they dwell in the same city. Uh, So here's, uh, zooming out a bit, we see this artist's rendition. We've got the gate, we've got the name of one of the tribe of Israel on it, And here along the side, we've got the names uh, written in foundation stones. Um, She's got it here in all different world languages. Uh, But she's got these 12 stones stacked up listing the names of the apostles. I don't think it's going to look exactly like that, but um, I think her guess is as good as mine about how exactly it's going to be set up. (laughs)